Welcome to the Lifestyle Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Maddock, but you can call me Brie. I am a mum, unofficial wife, pre and postnatal specialist, and women's lifestyle coach. Around here, we like to keep things simple, easy, and balanced. In 2021, I gave birth to my first child and have been on a mission to continue looking after myself and to not lose sight of what makes me, me. But most importantly, so I can keep feeling so damn good about myself and my life. And you know what? I'm here to help you to do the same because you are worth looking after yourself too. So are you ready to bring more balance into your life? Because in my world, we find your version of balance and actually get you living it. So pull up a chair and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle Breakdown podcast. I was really unsure whether I was going to do a recording today because I am full of a cold. I, <laughs> If you can hear it, I was like, I've been sniffing. I've been sniffly. I have been blowing my nose. I have been a, not, not too coffee, but like, you know, you get a little bit of a tickle. So I was like, oh God, this is not going to, this is not going to sound great. But I had the most amazing thing just happen and it came to me. Okay. So I had a, an amazing person from Instagram. Her name's Charlie. She is from Thrive Nutrition Co. She is a nutritionist. She mentioned me on her stories. Um, somebody had asked her a question about pre and postnatal and getting back to as per usual. And she recommended me for this person to go follow me and like, you know, that kind of stuff. So for this person to just, um, to, um, you know, get information and to get support and guidance with that. And I was just like, so it made my morning. It made me so damn happy to have that happen for myself because it was in, I think it was probably November, 2022, I announced to the world that I was going down the path of pre and postnatal um, coaching. So I had completed my certification and I announced it to everybody. And um, with that, with business, when you sort of pivot and shift your messaging and start talking to like different kinds of people, things tend to get a little bit um, they can get a little bit quiet. And so things have gotten a little bit quiet, which has been expected for myself. And that's okay. Like, I'm just riding the wave and I am just still working on putting out as much value as I possibly can to help others. But pre and postnatal coaching is something that I specialize in and I actually love it. I, <laughs> I actually love it. It is so interesting and it is something that I have also been able to experience myself so when I first became a personal trainer um one of my goals when I was doing my certifications was to help women throughout pregnancy to be able to still encourage them to be able to work out throughout pregnancy now that was like eight or so years ago I I should add so that was something that has always been something that I wanted to work on anyway I talked myself out of it because I let fear and imposter syndrome really stop me. And then after having my own baby and experiencing all this myself, I really decided, like, once I found out I was pregnant, I obviously, I decided that this is the path that I was meant to take and I needed to um, follow through with it. So 
it means the world to me that everything that I have been um, talking about, everything that I have been putting out onto the gram has been resonating with people. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say this, like, it can sound, sometimes it's, you don't realise how your message is landing with other people and, until you know, right? Because, um, you know, people can just, like, watch behind the sideline and they can keep very quiet, which is totally fine because, you know, I do a lot of that myself. So it was very nice and comforting to see that from somebody, like, to get to get um, recommended by somebody. So I am 100% so grateful for that and it makes me so damn happy. So that is why today's podcast I have decided to talk to you about the six things that I wish I knew before when it came to training during pregnancy, okay? So so that I could lift weights with more confidence and less uncertainty. Okay, so when I was pregnant, even though I have been training and lifting weights for over half my life and had been coaching in the industry for almost six years at the time, I had uncertainty around training with while I was pregnant. So even as I began to educate myself around training during pregnancy, I still lacked confidence and I had a lot of uncertainty around it. So the thoughts I had around fear of how much weight should I be lifting, thinking if I should be doing this, like what should I be doing? Like should I be doing deadlifts? Should I be should I be doing squats? Like should I be using a bar? Um, how much weight should I be loading up? That constantly played on my mind. And even though I thought I could do it on my own because I was a coach, I was more than capable of doing it on my own because I did do it on on my own because I didn't actually get a coach. But I know that having a coach during pregnancy really would have eliminated those thoughts and feelings that I had. So my biggest regret was not investing in the support and guidance of a coach because I let my ego get in the way. So so when it came to my postpartum journey, having had so much more of an understanding of the process, so when it came to my postpartum journey, having had so much more of an understanding of the process, I eliminated the uncertainty and lack of confidence. Um, I had I hired a coach and it was the best decision after I had after I had also not hired the coach and it was the best decision I have spoken about on my podcast before. It was the best decision I did because it honestly really helped me take the appropriate steps and measures in order to build myself back up to where I am today. So it took about it took about eleven to twelve months to get me back to lifting um, like my strength wise in some of my main lifts, um, and then it took me thirteen months to get back to my total fitness regime that like complete fitness regime that I was doing prior to pregnancy. And where, where, where am I at now? It's like 19 months postpartum right now and I'm still able to, I'm, just, I'm feeling so great about myself and like about my working out and like my, my re- regime and my mindset and everything like that and my body, everything like that, feeling really, really great. But when I hired my coach for my postpartum, it was the best decision because she got it. <laughs> She understood what I was experiencing because she had experienced it herself. So she was very, very relatable. And plus, she knew what I wanted to know. So a big part of having a coach as well was I really wanted um, to 
have the educate like get educated and I really wanted to do that with in a hands-on approach so I did originally look at getting a face-to-face pre and postnatal coach but the one at the gym was completely booked out and my coach that I did have in the gym I don't believe at the time she was pre and postnatal qualified I, I think I'm pretty sure that she is now it was like a part of her um, I'm pretty sure that she is now. It's like a, you know, just a part of what she was doing her studies and things like that. Um, but at the time, I don't think that she was, which was okay. It was still my choice, and I still trained with her. What I then did is obviously I had my dream team, so I ensured that she knew what my pelvic floor physio was saying, and that I also knew let her know on like the stuff that I was working on with my online coach. So that was the reason why I went with my online coach, is because I really just wanted to have somebody who lived and breathed this area of expertise so that I could also learn and live, learn to live and breathe it and just experience it in the hole that I was. So together, we went on a journey together to get me back to where I once was prior to pregnancy and I would do it again. I honestly would do it again, 100%. I would even, I'm like 100% would even go get myself a coach. My same, I would just like have my same coach for baby number two when we have baby number two. Not pregnant with baby number two yet, but it is on the card for this year. That's something we are actively trying to do. It is taking its time, but that's okay. Everything happens for a reason and it will happen when it's meant to happen. Okay, so let's get into it. So six, six things I wish I knew before I came, when it came to training during pregnancy. Okay, so I just want to remind you that this is from someone who has been had and has been lifting weights for over half her life and been a coach for almost six years in the industry at the time so right now I've been in the industry for nearly eight years but at the time I, 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 I'm reinforcing this because you could have a coach yourself and they may not be educated in this side of things because just because somebody is a coach um, you uh and as a client you obviously want to just assume that they know everything which they don't and and it's okay if your coach or current coach doesn't know this because um you only know what you know but um i think that it is just really important to understand this that just because somebody has been a coach for a very long time um it doesn't necessarily mean that they are educated in the area of say like pre and postnatal because there is so much stuff that us as coaches don't get taught when we go through our certification. I'm pretty sure they touch on pregnancy very, very lightly in that. But the information and everything that I learned over the last two years was way like was I did not know any of it prior. So I really just wanted to reinforce that. Okay, there's nothing wrong with your current coach. They are a great coach. But if they are, if you are going into the the pregnancy or postpartum expecting them to know because they are a coach just have a conversation with them to ask whether they are actually qualified and understand the process that needs to happen throughout pregnancy and throughout postpartum to be able to adapt and modify your training okay so that is just a conversation that you can have with your trainer um and then 
it is up to them as a trainer whether they refer you out or it is then up to you as a person to then make the decision if you want to then opt for somebody who is more qualified and who actually understands what you're going through, okay? Then you can always go back to working with your trainer once you've worked, worked through your pregnancy and your postpartum with your qualified pre and postnatal coach as well. Okay, so I'm gonna just cough again. Don't worry, I'm gonna um I'm gonna edit this out. Gonna have a drink of water. Number one. How much weight to be lifting? Okay, this is pretty much this was like one of my biggest things. And this is a lot of people's things that they um uncertainties that they come into training as well. It's like, how much weight should I be lifting? The answer is there isn't a set number you should or shouldn't be lifting. It depends on the strength of the individual. So as pregnancy progresses, you wanna be choosing weights that you can lift without straining, holding your breath, and increasing that intra-abdominal pressure um, as you're lifting weights. So you will find that you will naturally begin to lift lighter also as your pregnancy progresses. Now, saying that because me, somebody who was able to lift 100 kilos um, prior to pregnancy, like, let's just say 60 or 70 kilos is probably maybe more of a weight that I could lift that's not straining. Whereas, like, if you're somebody who is already, who, let's just say, like, your heavier lifts or, like, your deadlifts, for example, you're, you're lifting like your max weight is like 80 kilos right now. A weight that's probably that might be um, easier for you, easier for you, for you to lift without having to hold your breath or strain to get it up might be around that 40 kilo mark. So that is just something to keep in mind. So um, something that's heavy to you might not be heavy to somebody else. So depends on the individual. You want to utilize your RPEs during your training. So RPE is your rate of perceived exertion. So you can aim between a six and a seven. So this a six and a seven is maybe somebody who isn't really um, advanced with their training. Maybe you came into training as more of like a beginner or you've really just started training um, when you found out you were pregnant um all your fitness levels aren't like at a great high so you're not doing like really high intensity stuff so you could be aiming for about a six to seven if you're somebody who is on the other end of the spectrum maybe you, you know you've been lifting for quite some time you do very high intensity workouts um so let's just say like your crossfit hits for example you can be aiming before like a seven to eight as well so <coughs> excuse me so Learn about the RPE and how to utilize that into your training and really use that to gauge how you are exerting yourself in your training sessions as well while you're pregnant. If you're feeling any kind of pressure, bulging, dragging in the pelvic floor or the opening of your vagina, then this is a sign to pull back and adjust the load. It can also mean... Um, there is like a pressure management issue as well. You could also need to just adjust how you are breathing, how you are, uh, I'm gonna air quote like brace. So how you are engaging your core throughout your lift. So um, you might need to make a few adjustments to that, but 
if you make the adjustments and they're still feeling these, uh, the pressure, the bulging, the dragging, then that is a sign to a pull to pull back and adjust the load. So find a load where you are able to engage your core, um, use your connection breath throughout the movement, and also to do it without finding having any of these um, symptoms, symptoms, feeling symptoms. We aren't as delicate as we have been led to believe, but we are also not pushing limits and aiming for PBs while we are pregnant. Okay, so we are not as fragile um, as we are led to believe because there's very, very like old information that when you are pregnant, you're this delicate little flower, you can't lift weights, you can't do anything. Um, you just basically have to be very careful about everything and be very, very conservative. But we are, that is very old news, very old news. Um, not the case anymore, but it is also a sign, meaning like you're not invincible. Just because you did it before prior to pregnancy doesn't mean you can do it now. So um, that is something to really think about. Number two, the connection breath. I really wish I knew about this connection breath sooner. Um, knowing and understanding this earlier would have helped immensely with confidence during training, okay? The connection breath not only helps with proper breathing technique, but also helps you to properly engage and activate your deep core, lengthen and contract your pelvic floor, plus manage pressure when exercising or lifting weights and even just doing your every day-to-day tasks. So even if you have kids already, when you go to pick them up, being able to utilize this connection breath like and incorporating this into your every day-to-day stuff, when you're picking up your kids, when you're lifting groceries, when you're, I'm trying to think of what else, when you're putting your kid into a car seat, like, because I can feel pressure when I do that, um, you can use this connection breath to then help you um, with managing it. <clears throat> so I found out about the, the connection breath, I think it was around 16 weeks when I joined a local Pilates gym um, run by exercise physiologists here in Brisbane. And they didn't actually, I don't recall, but I don't think they actually referred to this as the connection breath. And when they explained it to me, they just explained to me as um, breathing into your belly. So other people call it belly breathing. Whereas for myself, I don't think that belly breathing is the right term for this. Um, there's also another way that you, another one that people say is 360 breathing. So 360 degree breathing, which I'll get into in a second. Second, But belly breathing, I don't think is really a good term for this because when you think belly breathing and I know I have in the past it's like I try and just push all my breath into my belly which is not what we want with the connection breath we actually want to breathe 360 like 360 degrees and you want to breathe not just not just down and not just up but out as well so we really want to think of like breathing and expanding our ribs so if you were to put your hands around your rib and one hand on your belly and to breathe, you want to feel, you want to feel your, you want to feel your hand like on your belly expanding out. And then you also want to feel your ribs, um, your hand that's on your ribs. You want to feel your ribs expanding into your hand all around the hand. So 
that is how you know you were doing a really good um, 360 breathing. Um, <coughs> and those who are not breathing properly, so if they're just breathing up, doing shallow breathing, or they're just they're not expanding it, and that can really have a negative effect on your pelvic floor. Okay, so that is your connection breath. And then when you're breathing out, it is, you'll feel it's like a zipper, okay? It's when you're breathing out, your core is engaging from, let's just say, like the pubic bone up. And I say this because when sometimes on Instagram, I do see people, they're like, engage your core even when you are pregnant and things like that. They say, hug belly to your spine, draw your navel in towards your spine when it's not necessarily doing that, that that's not the action that we want. This is how I think of it. Okay. When I think draw my belly button into my spine, I think sucking in. Okay. And this is not what we want to do because that's not actually engaging your core properly. It's that breathing out and it's engaging it. And then you feel it sort of zipping up. And I guess like from that zipping up, it is yes, bringing it in closely, but it's not the action that we're doing. It's like breathe out and then you feel it pulling up instead of pulling back okay so we don't want to pull back we want to breathe out and we want it to pull I guess up and you'll feel that so have a go at that I invite you to give that a go number three intra-abdominal pressure so just knowing what it was how to manage it and why I needed to know how to do this would have helped dramatically with my confidence okay so intra-abdominal pressure is the build-up of pressure in the abdominal cavity and during pregnancy even postpartum we must know how to not increase this pressure um, on the pelvic floor in the midline of the abdominals because when you continue to place extra pressure um, on the core and pelvic floor you can develop um, you can develop uh, symptoms uh, of prolapse and risk making like your ab separation greater or worse. Um, so using the connection breath is great to help to manage this pressure to ensure that you're lifting appropriate loads so that you can help to minimize, prevent and manage any prolapse kind of symptoms plus your um uh aiding with your abdominal pressure okay abdominal pressure sorry abdominal separation so that is number three intra-abdominal pressure something that i believe everybody really has to understand especially no matter what kind of exercise you are wanting to go back to no matter how long after pregnancy it takes you to get back to that, knowing how to do this and how to manage your pressure is so important because once postpartum, always postpartum. Just because you haven't developed any kind of symptoms early postpartum, if we learn to do things properly, like using to manage the pressure, it is going to prevent any kind of like these symptoms from occurring. So which means, and I don't say this to scare you, it's just so that you are aware of what can happen. It's like you might not have any symptoms early on, but you can develop symptoms over time, okay? And that is purely just from not um, taking the appropriate steps and not knowing how to do these kinds of things like managing your pressure. Number four, 
minimizing ab separation okay so this is something that everybody always thinks about they're like how do i stop my abs from separating first things first <clears throat> it is totally normal thing to happen and you can, can't prevent it from happening but you can prevent it from making it like bigger than it needs to be now your focus isn't trying to prevent it from happening but to prevent it from like getting worse i keep putting like air quotes for worse because um you know it's not like i'm not gonna say it's not like a bad thing because it's actually like a naturally occurring thing that happens um but we can there are ways that we can stop it from getting bigger than it needs to be so any signs of coning or bulging on the midline is of the midline is what can cause this so working on managing that so you'll see like if you google um coning or doming um ab separation you'll see what this means um but what that is is like you haven't been able to manage the pressure appropriately so all the pressure is getting put into that that midline from like the midline is the linear alba that's like the connective tissue between your abdominals that's up the middle and the because the pressure isn't managed it just goes into that that part of your belly and because it's like it's getting um stretched and it's getting like a bit squishy and things like that the integrity of it isn't as like firm as it was prior to pregnancy so putting the extra pressure onto that can again like create and push out and and make it worse i'm like <laughs> excuse me I can talk real good today. Uh, so putting the pressure on that midline, it's really going to, you know, uh, open the space more. And um, which just means that you may have a little bit more uh, core dysfunction, a little bit more core weakness, more like lower back pain and things like that. Um, and once the ab separation gets to a certain point, sometimes it is very it, it may not come back together and in that case like people have to get surgery to bring them the, the ab separation back together but if we can prevent it from getting to that point um and 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 help aid it to come, bring back together instead of like putting that pressure on it to stop it from coming back together then you can avoid that number five pelvic floor exercises okay so when we think of pelvic floor we just think of kegels right so that's what i used to think um kegels pelvic floor exercises is actually way more than just kegels so working the pelvic floor means uh <laughs> it, it, it it's about also learning about like how to load the body up differently in different ways plus breathing plus plus proper alignment so proper alignment means like posture okay how you're standing um <clears throat> so those three things are big things for your pelvic floor so working on the pelvic floor also is also about lo loading the body in different ways breathing and proper alignment okay not just your kegels number six last one core specific exercises so performing Core specific exercises during pregnancy helps to support your growing baby belly, alleviate pressure, benefit childbirth, and it will also help set you up for a good postpartum recovery. Now, 
um there's always like the there's always the fear of like should I be doing crunches when should I stop doing crunches what what sort of exercise should I do so people just think that they need to stop doing that stop like altogether you can do crunches up to a specific point um obviously like once your belly starts getting too big probably um it's gonna get in the way and then again if you find that you're doing crunches and you can see that doming happening that's when we want to stop doing them so um i'm pretty sure it's around the i'm gonna say between the 16 to 20 week mark i could be um i just have to go back on my notes and just clarify that but the first trimester is really okay you really don't need to make any modifications during that first trimester. Obviously, the second trimester, the belly is starting to get noticeably bigger. So it really depends on the individual. Okay, so what is happening with your core and how can you, like, is there any doming or bulging happening? And is it even, like, comfortable for you to be performing that kind of movement? So you'll get to a point where it's, like, you can't even, you'll have to start to roll to your side and push up so that you can't even, um, doing that sort of movement isn't even... I'm going to say like really possible <laughs> because your belly is there. So there's that. And then um, the same goes for postpartum. So they've actually been really encouraging people, women to start doing crunches earlier on in your postpartum recovery, because you, you think about it, like it's, it's a, it's a movement. It's like a, it's like a functional movement that we do every single day. It's just learning how to do it best, like properly without creating again, that unnecessary pressure on that midline um, that's going to, prevent um and worsen that ab separation so there's going to come a specific point like through your pregnancy where you stop doing crunches but you can start doing other kinds of core specific activity which is really going to be working like your deep core muscles so more like your stability kind of stuff again also just like loading your body up in different ways as well is really going to help with that so thinking things like your bird dogs one um one armed farmer carriers single arm farmer carriers um <coughs> side planks like kneeling side planks you can either do like your hip raises like um nearly i'm like kneeling i can't even talk kneeling side planks with your hip raise so you don't have to be necessarily just in a plank the whole time so you can come up hold the five come back down uh what else pelvis presses and even going into like your um like half kneeling type of exercises as well so performing like shoulder presses even your pelvis press um in a half kneeling position is going to make it a little bit more challenging and for you to be switching on your core that way so that is the kind of thing that we mean by core specific exercises through throughout your pregnancy. Okay, so that is the six things that I wish I knew about training before during pregnancy. So could the lack of confidence and feeling of uncertainty uncertainty being avoided? 100%. Okay, 100%. If I got a coach earlier on, I would not have been so uncertain about it. So I do encourage yourself to get a coach um, so that you can begin to train more confidently throughout pregnancy because it is 
encouraged to be training throughout pregnancy unless you've been otherwise advised from your um, doctor um, that you cannot continue exercising throughout your pregnancy. But a lot of the time, a lot of low-risk pregnancies, you are encouraged to continue through you are encouraged to continue training throughout your pregnancy strength as well as um, your um, cardio and are encouraged to continue training even if you are somebody who hasn't been uh, been training prior to pregnancy you are encouraged to begin okay obviously that's just your training is going to look a little bit different to somebody who is pretty much well advanced in this side of things so you know so somebody who has been training for quite a while that's just going to look a little bit different for you but that doesn't mean you can't do it now i am just going to say though there was a time where it was suggested that women who didn't train before or exercise before pregnancy shouldn't do so during pregnancy it shouldn't be something you should start now there are some things that maybe you probably shouldn't start during pregnancy that you didn't do prior like running <laughs> probably not something that you need to like start getting into but strength training and like just like walking in low intensity kind of exercise is also really, really great. So that is it for today. I'm just going to quickly run over those last, those six things that I wish I knew. And that is how much weight to be lifting, the connection breath, intra-abdominal pressure. So I wish I knew more about intra-abdominal pressure, minimizing ab separation, pelvic floor exercises and core specific exercises now i hope you have found this very helpful um please please share this to anybody who you feel may benefit from it if you know that somebody is maybe a little bit uncertain about what they should be doing or like throughout pregnancy or you know you are somebody who's well seasoned with training and you you know that you can probably do it on yourself but you still have that uncertainty in the back of your head please forward this on to somebody who you feel will benefit from it otherwise if you have any questions or would like any support with your training throughout pregnancy please send me through a dm on instagram and we can have a conversation about what that looks like because right now there are two ways that you can work with me through training and that is the self-starter the self-starter program which is training only coaching so this is really, really perfect for the woman who is a little bit more advanced with her training. She's intermediate, intermediate to advanced. You are well established with this habit. You don't necessarily need somebody in your back pocket all the time, motivating you to keep going, but you want somebody there for that support and the peace of mind that what you are doing is actually supporting you, your goals and your as you're progressing throughout pregnancy. So this is a really perfect program for you. Or else I do have my signature program, The Lifestyle Breakdown. No, sorry. <laughs> the Lifestyle Project. The Lifestyle Breakdown is this podcast. <laughs> so my second program is The Lifestyle Project. So The Lifestyle Project covers everything from training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle. Basically everything. It's really for the woman who wants to, if you are pregnant, this is really great for you to, for higher support. And if you are wanting to stay active throughout pregnancy and also just have somebody there to help you with while you're navigating those food aversions, you know, how to support your body, how to support yourself, um, nourishing yourself with your food, how to support your mindset, how to help you adjust um, and, and make some positive changes to your lifestyle 
so that once baby is here, you can keep going on and rolling on with those positive changes, okay? So basically, from preconception to pregnancy to postpartum, all the things that we sort of work towards, they all really complement and roll into one another through all these phases. So the Lifestyle Project is really designed to help support women through each stage of this coming into motherhood. So if you have any questions about that, please hit me up on Instagram. Otherwise, everybody have a fantastic day and I will talk to you all again real soon.